Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Patriots Friday is brought to you by 110 Grill by Arbella Insurance. Arbella, here for New England, here for good. By Catches Law Group, New England's personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. By Time Out Market, Boston's best eating and drinking destination in Fenway, all under one roof. By Twisted Tea, keep it twisted, New England. And by FindMassMoney.com. It's fast, easy, and free. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Lunchtime hour, Gresham Foyer, 12.04 is the time. Hello, New England. Snowy New England. Is it snowing right now? You see on the uh, Twitch chat, a little bit of uh, spitting snow. Huh. I figured that uh, you'd be all over it, and I'm assuming this was not your pick. This I'm going to guess that what? that song no, no. that you just played <laughs> was the one that your daughter chipped into yes, you when you yes, asked yes, her the yes. other day. Who's that? Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she's got some... Decent stuff, you know, but yes, it was a group effort. I think I'd give you your $100 back if you could name one other Olivia Rodrigo song other than the one we just heard. Uh, then again, I don't know any of them, so I have no idea. I, I tell you what, I couldn't name them, right? but I would easily recognize them and it could sing along. Oh, okay. I mean, I've taken road trips where That's every single song, replay, replay, Alexa, play, Alexa, play, like that, that thing in the morning all the time. Here it comes again. She's always upset at some guy that's doing something dirty to her. Or, no, wait. Something dirty what? To her. Doing her dirty, like bad. Doing it like being mean, being nasty, like being a so jerk. So it's. Yes, it, not it, doing something the, dirty to her. It's the Taylor Swift model of the <laughs> you did me wrong, so I'm going to write a song oh about it. Oh, my gosh. Sing along. Yeah, it's, it's like a, if she was a country singer, she'd be a modern day George Jones. $10 shake in the Twitch chat said she's a smoke, just not a fan of her music. That's yeah, fine. I can uh, I can buy that. J-Lamp in the Twitch chat says a good heavy snow falling up here in New Hampshire. Okay. My so they're supposed state. to get it a little, uh, a little uh, north, but I know you're focused on the traffic in the Twitch chat and everything, so I saw that it's at least spinning out there. It's not bad right now. It's not bad, but I got to um, – what you'll learn from me is that one of the things I hate more than life itself is traffic. I despise it. I hate it. I grew up in it. It was part of my daily routine going to school. I, I, I hate it. And I've not have to, I haven't had to deal with a real bad traffic situation in a long time other than the last three, four days. I'm starting to lose it. Again, it's the first week. It's not going to get any better. It won't get better till the summer. I, That's I can, when it gets better. It lightens up in the summer. Why but there, you, are different, there are different ways to manage it, though. That's what I You gave me some with. suggestions. Yes. I took your advice. Yep. And it was a little bit better. Jay Lamp says, uh, two days in a row for you complaining about traffic. We don't care, buddy. You live in a city. We have no sympathy. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't live in a city. 
I live in like the country. I live on a mountain. <laughs> no. At the top of I a live... mountain. No, I don't. Where my children will get married there and you won't be invited. No, there's animals. There's lots of, you know, like coyotes. There's deer all over the place. Like there's nothing to do where I live. Like absolutely nothing to do. Like it sucks. <laughs> I want to move. Here I would move go. to the city. Now we're going to had go. my way, if I had my way, if I had my way, You'd I would live, live right, right across the street. Absolutely. Oh my god. I would walk to work. I would get here. I would take me 3 minutes to walk here. I'd press my little button to get into the gate and bam, there we go. So here's what you do. You try to sell your family on having the apartment in the city. So that way you look, like just, I have my own like yeah. getaway, we'll not flop a chance in hell. No farm way. animals? Anybody into farm animals? <laughs> <laughs> I would have my own. Nope, not going to happen. Patriots and the Bills are going to play on Sunday afternoon in Orchard Park, New York, and it will be emotional. Sean McDermott told the story uh, earlier today as I look up and see on NFL Network with our duplicitous pond scum friend, Mike Giardi. (laughs) There he is. Who's uh, been there all week. What a great place for Giardi to be stuck. Actually, we love the guy. He's a really good dude. I love picking on him. But uh, I know that uh, Sean McDermott told... Uh, the assembled reporters about the team's reaction from hearing this morning from Damar Hamlin, who popped up on the big screen in the team meeting room, and apparently he did the old double bicep pose. I love you guys. All really? that. And McDermott told the story of, hey, he kind of did the double flex and things like that. And you and I have talked all week about the emotion of this game. And now it feels like it's going to go to another level now that DeMar Hamlin has had the breathing tube removed and his teammates have heard from him. Seeing him is one thing. Hearing from him is another. Uh, Today's Friday, right? Today's Friday. It is. Getaway day. No, actually, you're supposed to be here tomorrow at 10 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You and Curtis can do a show. Kendall, take the day off. On Wednesday, which team, Patriots or Bills, had the advantage in this game? On Wednesday? On Wednesday. Patriots. How about Thursday? Mm, it was teetering, but still Patriots. How about now? Bills all the way. Absolutely. It has swung. The pendulum has swung. And that, to me, is such an important aspect of this game. It's something that the that the the players needed to see. Hey, it's okay to smile again. It's okay to be happy again. It's okay to not worry about me again. It's okay. Like Even like yesterday... You know, during that press conference, like Josh Allen was just talking. Like one of the quotes that I'm paraphrasing here was like, "You replay it in your mind over and over again." Like he talked about how many times he replayed that moment in time in his head, and like how much it was still affecting him. To the point where I was like, "Uh oh, maybe he's not recovered as much as I thought he was." But now it's today. Now they're talking again, and he's more of this, more of that, and everybody's happy, and everybody's kind of. I think everybody's like comfortable saying that he's going to be okay. Uh, I agree. Or at least you as a player or a teammate of his can start to feel that way that, hey, this guy may never play football again, but he's going to be walking among us. Yeah. And I think for those guys in that room, that is very much a big deal. Now, Michael Irvin joined us yesterday. Playmaker yep. for your first chat with the playmaker Love here. Him. My he's, favorite guest. He's fantastic. And uh, he did, though, say maybe all that emotion could backfire on the Bills. I fully expect those guys to be at an all-time, I mean, an all-time high level of playing in emotions. 
and everything, and we're playing this game for DeMar. We're going to do it for him. We, we're keeping him in our thoughts the whole ride on this whole journey, this whole playoffs. I expect them to be riding high with that. And, boy, that, that is going to be a tough, uh, a, a tough emotional high for the Patriots to reach. But sometimes you even go in a situation like this, you're so emotional. By game time, and I'm not saying this to be the case with the Buffalo Bills, I don't know, but by game time, you, you can be exhausted because there's so much emotions that have gone into the whole week. All week you think about all the emotional rides, the emotional roller coaster, man. You get the game day Sunday, you're exhausted. So it can swing both ways. What do you make of that, that they could burn out early first quarter, meaning the Bills? Yeah, so I, I, I thought about that, and I was like, okay, if they were a young, inexperienced team, absolutely. Don't know how to handle it. Too immature. Can't handle the, can't handle the moment. So if it were Jacksonville, let's Absolutely. Say. If it was uh, Houston, whatever. Name a team that hasn't accomplished anything, that doesn't have real strong leadership. The Jets. The, absolutely. Um, not the Bills. Not the Bills. Strong, strong um, locker room. Strong leadership before this. Um, a lot of purpose before the season even started. Uh, a, a head coach that has a the ability to kind of explain himself and not get caught up in you know things that don't matter. Um, and uh, yeah, that's so. I say no. I say this makes it you know worse for the Patriots. I'm like, uh oh, you had an advantage because you were connected but not affected. And that doesn't mean that you don't care. It just means, well, I mean, we're paying attention to it, but I don't know him. I've never met him. He's not in my locker room. He's he's not in my meeting rooms. I don't ride the bus with him. I don't see him at dinner. I don't see him at pregame meal. I don't know his wife. I don't know his kids. I, I don't know his family. So I feel terrible for the situation. And, yes, this is an NFL community, but I am not really affected like the Bills are. So I have an advantage because I can focus on my playbook. I can practice without worrying about something. And uh, coach is telling me to practice and, you know, play like we're going to play the game. I think we're going to play the game. Not anymore. I think I think, I think uh, it was going to be a tough game for them to win under normal circumstances. I am, like, convinced they will just get just get beat down. The I Patriots do. will. I think the Patriots will lose convincingly. Last time you played them, it was 24-10. to 10. And they scored a Patriots scored a touchdown in the first quarter, and it took them till the fourth quarter to get like an oh by the way here's three points. Nick Folk kicked the field goal, okay, but it was out of reach. It was never really you know in doubt who was going to win that game. I felt like the the Buffalo Bills were just toying with you, like they could, if they wanted to kind of pull like a, you know just get real mean and nasty, they could do it. Well, there's a uh, texter out of the seven seven four. Yeah, we get it. Momentum. We've talked about it for hours. We get it. Buffalo will play tough. This is a different kind of emotion, though. This is really, and Michael Irvin hit on it, it's going to be the play for DeMar throughout the whole playoffs. But when you're coming off of six days earlier, now I don't know about the 774. Maybe he just steps over dead bodies in their line of work and doesn't even think twice. Or maybe you're a pet cremator and you don't care. You don't look at the dog's face, you throw it in the oven. Maybe you're one of those heartless people, 774. But they watched their teammate die on the field and then brought back the life who <laughs> is now crazy. talking to them. That is a level of emotion that really. No other team in NFL history has really ridden before. 
That's why it's such a big deal. That's why it's so important to this game. Because in a lot of ways, it's not... If the Patriots have a Herculean effort, they could play their best game of the year and still lose. Yeah. The real question is, will the Bills come out and be overwhelmed by everything that they went through? That's why that side of this really matters because you know what? There might not be anything the Patriots could do. They might score 40 but lose 42-40 because of that emotion. Then again, if it's a tough game, how are the Bills going to respond? You know what they're going to do in the fourth quarter? They're going to say, we watched a guy die that we love, and they brought him back to life. We're not losing this game. You cannot manufacture that on a week-to-week basis. That's why 774, it matters, regardless of your objections. 617-779-7937. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. hell is this? Let this one go. It's like a cow. I feel like I'm watching a show on Nickelodeon. Where's Keenan Thompson to come out? You don't like this one? I like this one. It's literally called Din Dada. <laughs> Din Dada by George Krantz. Pasternak will like this. All right, now that I'll agree it. with. He would like this. You mean? He'd like, let it play, boys. You let mean? He'd be standing there with his glow sticks <laughs> yeah. doing his oh, thing. Oh, he would love this. I'm surprised he doesn't like 
you know, skate out to this or something. Now, I know that when NBA teams go into Atlanta, there's always the worry that stuff like this will be playing until 6 in the morning in one of the players' hotel rooms. And, you know, there might be a fake DJ in there or, (laughs) or a bodyguard with a bunch of ladies that are there to entertain let's put it that way uh you know atlanta has some trappings i don't know if dallas is that way yes it is houston definitely is dallas is absolutely uh but uh the celtics had no issues in dallas last night getting a win 124 95 in the battle of tatum versus luca chalk up a big one for jason tatum Luka Doncic, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Jason Tatum, a triple-double, 29-14-10. and 10. So not only Foyer do the Celtics get the win, but in terms of the folks nationally, they got to see a big difference between Tatum and Luka last night. Yeah, I mean, I still would say, like, if, if you were going to say, okay, pick uh, Luka's worst game, that was probably it. He didn't hit a three-pointer. He was off from the beginning of the game. It looked like he was playing up this whole, what, whatever it was he had, he was really playing it up a little bit. He had an issue with his ankle. He leaves the game. He comes back. They retape it. Then he takes his time coming back in. Then when he comes back in, he's just, nothing was hitting. You know, he still had 23 points. But again, like his shooting percentage was terrible. Hell, the entire Mavs team's uh, shooting percentage was terrible. It was one of the worst opponents' shooting percentage the Celtics have gone against all year. Yeah, you have to go back to the early days of Luka in 18 and 19 to find him playing as bad as he did last night. Because in November, right before Thanksgiving, uh, Luka had 42 and 8 rebounds in a game against the uh, Celtics again right before Thanksgiving. So you're right. They did the end. It was Jalen Brown who wanted to play defense against Old uh, Luka Doncic there, jamming himself into that discussion. Oh, the MVP candidates? Well, let me find a way to wedge in. So you feel like he wasn't part of like the, the, the pregame graphics or the, you know, the TNT discussion? So he's like, huh, how do I stay relevant? I know. I'll take the best offensive player in the world right now. I'll take a Luka for you know four quarters. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell. Game starts. He gets two quick fouls. Then he gets a third. And then that was kind of it for him. But it didn't matter. Because it's like, I don't think Luca was disrupted because of Jalen. Like, he was drawing fouls and he was hitting his free throws. He was disrupted because he just couldn't, he was just off. I think it was more about him being off than it was defense. Yeah, I think uh, the defense played in it a tiny bit, much more team defense. You know, Celtics hold a team to under 100, which is the first time that they have done that in a while in a game where they blow doors and play the way they did offensively, putting up 124 points. However, and for those of you watching on Twitch, hopefully we'll be able to uh, bring this up for you. Christian Fourier in our Twitch chat, or in, in our, excuse text me, chat. in our text string at, uh, <laughs> I was up early this morning, 5.58 a.m. Uh, were you up? Who was up? Raise your I hand. I was up. Raise I was in hand. the shower. Billy, all of us were up. Yeah, you know who wasn't? My wife with my phone on the other side so of the room on saying to me, who is effing texting you at 6 a.m.? Well, so you guys, you, on you guys one. are texting late at night, and I had to like shut it down. I like, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I'm done. The last one I sent was like 10:30. That is not, and you responded by the way. You Did were I? awake, yeah. Huh. Anyway, I don't remember. So Foyer <laughs> saw something during the game that yep. uh, made him say, "Wait a minute, I thought people hated a certain NBA player." Yeah. So the All Star voting, I guess the the prelims. Would you call it the prelims? For the all-star voting, uh, and they 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 showed this graphic on the screen, 
and it says all-star voting returns. Okay, then it has the East front court with Kevin Durant uh, being the leader with 3.12 uh, million votes, and then Giannis, and then Joel Embiid, and then Jason Tatum with 2.18 million for the East front court, right? They label it front court even though, I don't know, like is Jason Tatum a center? It looks like they're all centers, but whatever, doesn't matter. And then you have the East guards being next. And Jalen Brown is last with just over a million votes. But the number one guard with the most votes from the fans is Kyrie Irving. Yep. At 2.07 million. I, listen, I thought everyone, I thought we were supposed to hate Kyrie Irving. I thought Kyrie Irving was supposed to be canceled. I thought he was a terrible human being. I thought he was disconnected from reality. He is. I thought all he cared about was himself. He does. But sure as hell. He's the number one vote-getter amongst guards in the NBA in the East. The number one. I know, listen, he's playing good. I'll give him that much. But I always felt like this was more of a a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. I felt like the fans were going to vote for the people who, you know, obviously you can't have any issues. You can't have any national attention. You can't be suspended for being insensitive. Like that was him less like over a little over a month ago, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? And then they went on what, an 11 or a 12 game win streak? And they play in Brooklyn. When did Brooklyn become like, you know, Chicago or L.A. or Dallas? But like, it's Brooklyn. It's not the Knicks. It's right. not but you're, Madison Square Garden. Well, first of all, you want to find, hey, go find a Knicks fan. They hate that team. They <laughs> hate their owner, all that stuff. I know, but it just. Well, here's the thing. Wait, am I off? Um, A little because I think the all-star voting, like there are people out there that are vocal that don't like Kyrie Irving. But, you know. Just like me, running again, 2024. Lots of people out there love me. I lost with 75 million votes. I'm not making fun. What I'm saying is is that there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people that are going to stuff the ballot box. And you know what connected with me when I saw that graphic again? There were two guys from Philly, two guys from Brooklyn, two guys from Boston. Three of the bigger cities. So I don't necessarily, so I don't necessarily think it is a stamp of approval on the scum that is Kyrie Irving. It is the the contrarian vote a little bit as well. And he plays on a team that kind of got hot. And, oh, by the way, plays with Kevin Durant. I just feel like it's just amazing to me who's, like, how we pick and choose, how we cherry pick who's still allowed to be part of the the group effort, right? Oh, yeah. And who isn't. So well, you cherry we pick quickly. this guy, you forget about that guy. Yeah, like you just we literally do. just said, oh, what? I don't remember. He's really, I like him now. Like, it's like he's beloved, yet he's a pariah. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. No, it, it just, is. It's, it's it stood was, out to me as weird. Listen, I'm the glad you brought it The number one vote getter, Gresh. Not like of third guards. or fourth, of right. guards. Yeah. Pretty yeah. crazy. No, you're right. It does go to show how, that's why the guy's going to get another shoe deal. Oh yeah, that's right. They took away shooting. They took away all this stuff from him, like over like a little less, like less than two months ago. And here he is, the the most popular guard in the East amongst by fans, fan voting. It's amazing what an eleven or twelve game win streak will do for you. It's like uh, Antonio Brown playing with Tom Brady. He doesn't look as bad as long as Brady's there. Until he takes his shirt off and well, it just goes crazy. If you had those abs, you would too. It was the greatest go suck it. You know, exit in the world has ever seen. The great take this job and shove <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the best take this job and shove it. It uh, really was. Like, he should have just gone all, like, bad news bears, like, taking off his pants, too, and climbed up into a tree. <laughs> you, ever the bad, you ever seen the bad news bears? Well, I did. Okay. But what's he, what would he be pointing with? Uh, it was the center field, though. <laughs> That's right.
He made a couple errors. He ran up and right? hit the tree. Uh, and then because uh, he didn't think Hank Aaron made errors. That's right. Hank Aaron made 125 errors one year. Let's talk hockey. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend from Nesson, Andrew Raycroft. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Our buddy Andrew Raycroft, the Razor, on the Harbor One Hotline with Gresh and Fourier. Razor, I'm going to say that when you uh, left the team that you played for in Italy, that you went Antonio Brown and took it all off and skated off. Your thoughts? <laughs> um, almost. I mean, I, I, I definitely didn't bring any of my hockey equipment home. That all stayed over in Europe. It, it was just left there. Um, but, but I did keep my clothes on until uh, I got off the ice. Hey, I'm curious, real quick. Sorry, Gresh. The um, the voting for the you know NHL All Star Game. How does it work with the players? Like, is it is it is there one guy that rolls around and says vote for this guy, vote for this guy, or is that or has it changed since you were playing? No, it's changed. The, the players don't really don't don't have any say at all. This year, they just changed it again. They change it every year. Wait, you, wait. Year, you don't have a say on who plays in the All Star game, like at all. There's not like a no. team vote to say who should be the you know the first center, the goalie, especially no. since you have all the experience to to figure out who is the best. No, I mean that's 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 way too easy to actually ask the people that really <laughs> know who the best players are to to put people in it's obviously these NA, these all-star games uh, this one's going to get out of control because this year the the league picked the top 32 or one from each team so Linus Hallmark was chosen yesterday for the NHL all-star game for the Bruins and now they're letting the fans vote on Twitter and everywhere else uh for the next 12 spots so we're gonna like there's a like go vote for me. Let's see if you can get me <laughs> into the All Star game. All right, let's let's see if we can get me can into the All Star game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so that there's gonna be probably twelve fourth liners that that end up. It's I, it it gets nerve wracking from watching from afar to see what what is actually gonna happen. But but vote Razor for All Star game. Oh man, what, what was the guy that wasn't there? Some dude, John Scott. Yeah, yep. that's it. They voted oh, the him big in. Guy, yeah. yeah, amazing. They voted the goon in, and then he won the truck. Like, like <laughs> the guys decided to keep feeding him. He had a hat trick in the game. He got the MVP. They carried him off. Like, <laughs> what a debacle! <laughs> it's gonna happen again. Oh, oh, that would be amazing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Nick Foligno, your All Star <laughs> Game MVP. Exactly. <laughs> oh no, exactly. I listen, exactly. hey, if you want to send a message, though, I mean, we're kidding right now, but if you want to send a message, like how irritate the players you know, make a mockery of it on purpose and then teach the you know teach the owners a lesson exactly exactly um i'm all for it i mean just get let get the best guys in it. if some of the guys don't want to like alex ovechkin and Sidney crosby have been going for 20 years like maybe give them a break let the young guys go and do a fancy <laughs> move in the shootout let sid and ovi go sit on the beach for a couple days like Switch it up. Well, Trent Frederick looked like an all-star last night. Two goals there, Razor, uh, in the Bruins 5-2 win against L.A. I know that with Jake DeBrusque out, we had Pasta moving up. We had Hall moving up. You reunite that uh, group with Charlie Coyle, and all three lines, I thought, looked pretty good last night. However, I do not have trained eyes like you do. What did you see in last night's win? Well, it was that it was their best sixty minutes in a few weeks. They played really well. I know a lot of people didn't stay up last night. I, I probably wouldn't have either if I hadn't 
needed to work. So they, they played a full 60 last night. And coming off the Winter Classic and, and all the pomp of that week, to be able to dial it back in and go out west, fly six hours, and, and, and dial up a really good 60 minutes is what is why this team's so impressive. And, and it goes to Jake DeBrus, the top right winger uh, on the top line, I should say. Maybe not the top, but uh, the right winger comes off the top line. David moves up. Trent Frederick checks in on the third right wing, and he scores two goals, gets into a fight, gets the team going. It's just how good this team is, how much depth this team has, and, and, and how they can, again, score three goals in the third period. Their goal differential in the third period now is up to plus 34 in 38 games. And in the last five games, they've outscored teams 10-2 to 2 in the third period. Um, these are crazy numbers. Like, the NHL is a really hard league, guys, and to score in the third period should be really difficult in tight games, but the Bruins make it look easy. Yeah, and that was going to be my question because, you know, hockey, you know, us, us hockey guys, us insiders, you know, yeah. we, like to, we like to come up with cool <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> we like to come up with cool nicknames for our lines, you know, and the, the, thing, <laughs> the thing that stands out to me is like the third period. You listed all those crazy, they're like unheard of. These stats are, these third period stats are unheard of. So, you know, when Gresh and I were talking about it earlier, you call it like a killer instinct. I, was, I feel like it's this, like a light switch period. It's like, all right, okay, let's put them out. Hey, guys, hey, boys, let's flip the switch, huh? And let's go get them. I mean, I feel like <laughs> that is what they do. And I feel like there's got to be something about that that, uh, it, that allows them to believe that that's always in their back pocket. Okay, we're not uh, we're playing good, but you know it's it's tied and it's two two and sure as hell in the third period they just just take over. Yeah, and, and so the, the analogy I was thinking of this morning, uh, I talked to my buddy, huge Cowboys fan, and he's been he's been not sleeping for three weeks, knowing that he's gonna they're gonna end up playing Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. And if they're not up by 24 points going into the fourth quarter, Brady's coming back and beating the Cowboys in the first week of the playoffs. <laughs> That's what the Bruins are. You have to be up on the Boston Bruins 3 nothing minimum going into the third periods to beat them because otherwise, if it's two goals, they're coming back and then they'll win in a shootout. They're going to win in overtime. If it's one goal, forget it. If it's tied, you have no chance. And, and it, so it feels like the 2008 Patriots where – if you're not up by 25 points, these guys are coming back, and, and they're never out of the game. And that, that mentality, that ability, that confidence goes so far in, in the game of hockey especially that that's where these guys are at right now. And it's just they're just so hard to put away. Uh, Andrew Raycroft of Nesson here with Gresh and Foyer on WEEI. And, of course, you can get us anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app. Uh, Razor, I watched uh, Marshy get tripped and then uh, lose his mind. He smacked his stick on the ice. He yelled at the ref. He got an unsportsmanlike for his actions. Uh, your thoughts on not only the way Marshan reacted, but the fact that he got an unsportsmanlike. Well, no, it was it was good. It was Brad's been he's been grinding. I thought his first period last night was awesome. The trip was a legit trip. Now, sometimes we've seen Brad go off the rails for minimal things. This was a legit trip. He was mad. He wanted to get the guys going. He broke his stick into a hundred million pieces. Took the unsportsmanlike, and and it really changed the game. It got guys going in the second. They were down one nothing at the time. They killed the penalty. Brad came out and had four amazing shifts and assists, and then he scored the goal uh, on the power play five seconds in. So it was good emotion from Brad Marchand. That's, those are the, the unsportsmanlikes that, that make him the player that he is. 
So uh, this road trip, uh, I'm just thinking here. Okay, so they got San Jose on Saturday, and then they uh, go to Anaheim, right? They go. It's weird. They go north, so they're south, yeah. they're north, and then they go south again. Um, your favorite road trip would be where? Well, L- L.A. is right at the top. If, yeah. if you can find a even better usually when i went out there we'd make it it was like a four or five game trip so this one this one kind of stinks for the guys it's pouring rain in california all week so to go to la then up north and then back to anaheim but the good trips were when you would go out on a wednesday and play you know friday night in la saturday or sunday in anaheim then san jose and then phoenix maybe uh, those that they're going out west or, or the Florida trip, those were always the best in the curfew. NHL. Do, they, do they give you curfew? I mean, I, I mean, they do in the NFL. I'm curious, like, do the, you guys have curfew yeah. and bed check? No, no bed check. There was a you know, the night before, don't be a knucklehead. But if you had a couple days off, you, you, you knew what the flashing green light was when you went out to LA. It's kind of that. You, you get to have a little bit of fun <laughs> if there's a few days in between. <laughs> oh, man. I that's just brave. I, no, I just, brave. I just figured when you went to the West Coast on a road trip like this, you brought your golf clubs and got in as many as you could. Well, I did that. I, I, by the end of my career, I, we were in, went in Dallas. We had a good golf group. So we could get the, the, the clubs underneath the plane without the coaches knowing, and we'd have it all teed up for, for a few road trips. Um, especially in the West Coast, because you're going to you're coming east a lot. So we got some golf in at the end of my my career in Dallas. I'll tell you what, Doc Rivers was so into golf and that whole big three. He was just like, yeah, load them up on the plane. Everybody brought their yeah. stuff like they did. Doc was just like, yeah, I want to go play too. I don't even understand that lifestyle. Like, honest to God, I can't even comprehend like how a hockey hockey players. It, I mean, I'm assuming you're driving a cart, but still, I feel like do I want to be on my feet all this? Like, I feel like that would drive that would like wear you down. No, well, it's only on day. You're not playing day. Well, some of the legendary guys played day of, yeah, um, but but we weren't day of. We would be the in between days, and you'd practice, and then go ahead. You know, walk around, have a couple, and, you know, get get some fresh air. Better than better than the all sitting in a movie theater all day or something. You're yeah. actually being active and, and getting ready. That, that, was, that was our. That was me. Before you went back. to the mall a lot, I did. I did. I just Lots walked of around shopping for for your significant others no no i didn't buy anything i just literally just walked Fruit. around <laughs> look at that Ooh, sharper image let's go cart. let's go sit in the uh, uh reclining massage chair let, again. Me, let me go buy a <laughs> let me go buy a who farted t-shirt the boys will love this <laughs> That's right spencer's been to spencer's exactly <laughs> razor we know you've been busy this week buddy thank you we appreciate it i know we will uh, catch you next week and we'll get uh right back to the tickle trunk at the uh, normal time on thursday Sounds great, gang. Have a good weekend. There we go. Thanks, Razor. Andrew Raycroft breaking down a little hockey and a little grab ass here (laughs) with uh, Gresh and Foyer. We see you on the line talking about Damar Hamlin, everything with the NFL and Roger Goodell and Phil in Maine with maybe do the Patriots have a chance. But at some point, we are going to have to ask the question, is this the final game for Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater? We'll get into all of that with you next. W-E-E-I. 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 New England's sports original. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 W-E-E-I. Gresham Fourier on W-E-E-I. All right, let me ask it this way. If that player who might be retiring had a twin brother who traveled all the way to potentially see his last game at Gillette Stadium, would that, could, we, could we get any indication from that?
Well, no, because if that was the case, you should probably travel to Buffalo in case it's my last name <laughs> overall, too. So and he told me he's not going to Buffalo. So uh, I don't know. I wouldn't take it as that strong of an indication. <laughs> so that was Devin McCourty from earlier today on the Greg Hill Show. He was all uh, chuckle up Jones about, uh, hey, Good movie ha, 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 maybe it's not my last game. Maybe it is. Oh, even when we were talking to Adrian Phillips, hey, P, what's up? He's in a good mood. They look like uh, they're all down in the dumps and really bummed out that we had to let that song go. But anyway, it's one of my favorites. But uh, he's not down in the dumps. He's not upset. He's not, like, preoccupied, right? Seems like they're, you know. No, they're okay. And I think, hey, look, we now have the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's a, so, you know, just quickly from uh, Zach Taylor on this from uh, Kelsey Conway, who I guess covers uh, Cincinnati out there. Zach Taylor on the playoff scenarios. What's in front of us is to win this weekend. From what I'm concerned, we just want the rules to be followed. Bengals are not happy the NFL changing the rules and not going by winning percentage. It's black and white. It's in the rule book. So to your point, it was at first, let's make sure that DeMar Hamlin is okay. Now, if you're not a Buffalo Bill, it is let's get back to the business of what we do. Do you think this is Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater's last games respectively? I definitely think that it's Devin McCourty's last game. I think he is done. I think... You know, like some of these other, you know, professional, successful, well-respected, lots of credibility players, they move off into the media, but not like a, like you know, an, uh, not like an ESPN, like you know, two a day, twice a week analyst. We're talking, you know, Michael Strahan's type level. You know, his brother's on five days a week, all over the place, or sending him all over the place for Good Morning Football. McCordy's got that type of ability. Now, maybe it's a. Maybe And I don't think he wants to call games. I don't think that's a, hey, let's call games type of deal. I think he has will have more options than most. And then th- the reality is, could probably make just as much money doing TV and other things, you know, in, in media uh, than he is playing football. Michael Strahan, playing football, earned just under $60 million. Right now, with all the media stuff that he does, pulling in $18 million a year. A year. He's I making saw, more money, yeah. but that's why you play the game. Well, so I, they, and you're a great example. But, but look at know, all the stuff you get to do now because you played here at a lower level. At a lower level, but, but still. still. But the work you put, regardless of the money you make, the work you put in as a pro opens doors for you to do things that you probably could have never imagined. And I would say guys that like, wow, would be like. The standard for wow, that's it's almost an unreachable goal is Michael Strahan and Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson is the other one because they cross over to be able yep. to do other things than just yep. football. So Nate Burleson was just NFL Network, and then he became, uh, then he did uh, Good Morning Football, and then he was in the they were they were he was in the same neighborhood, right? And he may even be in the same building because uh, then CBS snatched him up, and then CBS says, "Hey, we're gonna have you do uh, you know what our Sunday shows and our you know Monday through Friday shows." And then Nickelodeon jumps in, and then I see him all over the place. Great guy. Hand to God. I got some great stories about this. He is authentic as authentic as authentic can get. The way he is, what he's about, the life that he lives, that's as real as it can get. And I have examples to prove it, but I won't share them right now. So with McCordy, 
Like, he, I don't know if he's that level because I feel there's like maybe one or two in the world like that, you know, like the crossover oh. to like that type but, of But, you know, the other thing to remember, too, though, is a part of the difference is you know, a guy like Strahan, he's a Hall of Famer who made $60 million because of the era that he played in. But, you know, Devin McCourty's a guy who's probably made, what, $85, 90000000 million now with his long career. Here's the other guy I was thinking of. Here's the other guy that did it but then screwed it up. Okay, let me give you some hints, okay, um, to see if you can guess. Another former player. I'm not going to give you the position. Wow, I was off. Only $45 million minus playoff Ooh. money for McCourty. Oh, okay. He ain't hurting. They're not gonna no, be, none of them are not going to be holding bait sales for okay, him. Okay, so the other player that is in the Nate Burleson. Um, let's see if you can get this. The Nate Burleson, Michael Strahan category. Former football player. My era. Made it to the top of the top. Like was in a, was in, um, you know, morning... TV, good morning type shows like the those shows like uh, Today Show, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Um, they you get, said your era, otherwise I would have gone to Renthal Simpson. Uh, I would say was a running back, um, has and also has a twin. And we mentioned his name yesterday. Oh yeah, my uh, friend Tiki Barber. Yes, yeah, he was a host of the Today Show. Wow. He was the co-host. Well, that's why they went and got Michael Strahan. No, no, no. That's he why was they. A, no, he was. He was, he was a there host. He was there for five minutes. They were why, like, and oh. then and then he got his hands. He got his hand caught in the in the cookie jar, and then mm. they then they kicked him to the curb. But he was on his way, and he was really the first that I could think of that reached that status. Like you're on the Today Show, dude. Yeah. You're running back well, in the NFL, but he played in New York City. True. If he played in Kansas, like his brother yeah, Rondé playing in Tampa, true, never would have been considered for anything. Yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because Tiki did a lot of stuff. Like he was in plays. He was on Broadway. He did a Eddie George was another one that I thought would have crossed over into because he was real active and well respected, good looking guy. Spoke well. People loved him. Yep, had a good reputation. But he's coaching college football. What are we doing? Well, people find their way in life. Some people enjoy the grind. Some people are okay being a well. My point is, is that four hundred thousand dollar offense a year offensive line coach in uh, you know Temecula, New Mexico, or whatever. Oof, or California. You know how hard it is to recruit in Temecula, California. Oh which my is Basically God. Mexico, by the way. I was just gonna say, it's basically Mexico. It's it's uh, east southeast San Diego County. Hey, Tijuana is not far away, guys. <laughs> There's Listen, your number one recruiting tool. Again, uh, when we hop on the Great Space Coaster, okay, when we officially... It's too late for the Space Coaster right now. However, I'm not saying I'm hopping on it right now. I'm not hopping on it. Fourier's Great Space Coaster, where can it go? Okay, Anywhere. when I do hop on it, Tijuana will be one of the places we go. Oh, really? Okay? Yes, I will take you to Tijuana, yes. Not Ooh, in story. In Billy, story. can I bust out my donkey now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never saw one of those, but those are some good ones, too. <laughs> what was that? We had the uh, we had the pig squeal in there, so we got to get the old donkey in I there I love well. the Great Space Coaster. It's better than Squirrel, and it's better than uh, Bright you, Red Ball. Because we have no idea have where no you're idea. going when you're just on hold, the just Space hold on, Coaster. Just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, quickly, Slater, final game. Yes, uh, no? No, I think he's coming a, back. I think he could. He looks freaking great, dude. He does? And how long did his dad play? 
Uh, like 21 years? 20-something years, yeah. Oh. I think he's I think he's got more in him. Um, uh, I'm with you on that. Less All impact right. on his body, too. We will get into Patriots, Bills. We're coming to you on the phones. What happens in Buffalo? Can the Patriots overcome the emotion of the Bills? Final hour, Gresham Foyer begins next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.